Welcome to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program with your hosts, Dr. Ralph Goffrey Jr. and Pastor Lenore Goffrey. This is a show that helps to equip kingdom marriages to be strong and successful. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's discussions. Hello, and thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team radio show hosted by Dr. Ralph Godfrey Jr. and First Lady Lenora Godfrey. Hello. I am your host, um, Oris Ridley, and we like to thank you guys for joining us today. And um, we also have Miss Romaine Jones in our studio Hello. today. If you've been listening, she joined us in our previous show and she is a very talented um director um writer right yes she's very very artist i mean there are many 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 words i could use to describe (laughs) miss romaine she's written a lot of plays a lot of um productions and her book will be coming out soon. Yes, it will. We're going to put that out in the right. atmosphere. Right. Right. I need you to. need to write that mission vision statement again and put Ooh. the book in there. Ooh, it's on there. Okay, I'll write there. <laughs> I started it. It's on your, it's on your board? Yes, yeah, it's on, on your vision board. board. Yeah. Okay, then. I just started the book. Okay. Get out. Go on, mm-hmm. girl. Come on. Go come on. Go do it. She's very talented, guys. Just want to let you guys know that. And we've been talking about communication because uh, we kind of started with um, the fact that um, Miss Romaine does write a lot of productions, and they are uh, pretty much based around women and the issues that women deal with. And so we've been talking about communication. And right before we ended our last show, we talked about um, communication and timing mm-hmm. with the uh, the uh, with men. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Ooh yes. So it, can you remember? <laughs> it is yeah. all about timing. It really it is. is. About timing. Not I'm when the like football game is on or basketball game. No. Not when they're eating. Nope. It's really not a good time. But so what is a good? When time? is a good time? I know. <laughs> you know, I think it's really about knowing that individual it really and is. kind of feeling and sensing and, and praying about an open space. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. really, if you think about think about this, because um, I was a sales rep for years, mm-hmm. if you if I was to catch the doctor at the right time, yeah. I would be able to get his attention really mm-hmm. for him to hear me. But if I said it while he was busy running around the hallway going from patient to patient, he wouldn't hear me. He wouldn't know what my product is. And I would not get extra sales yeah. wow. or extra prescriptions. So having that time, showing up at the right time when I knew this was his break mm-hmm. or a downtime, really knowing that doctor right. is how, how pharmaceutical reps schedule their time on when they're going into an office. They just don't show up. Mm, they, yeah. It's very um, thought out. So if you use that same scenario when speaking to your mate, um, it would be more effective because you wouldn't be wasting your energy. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't make your own self upset because you're not being heard. Um, and it's just better. Right. Yeah. Right. So I agree. Wow. Although, and although I agree, Pastor, um, why do we have to play these games with y'all? <laughs> No comment. 
You're speaking like, for your, you know, your race. I'm not race, but <laughs> your gender. Your yeah, yeah, your species. Uh, I, I don't know if it's more of a game more so than, as as Romain just said, the, the, I think the personality. Uh, sometimes, <sighs> here we go. <clears throat> you have to go back to really almost how a person was raised. Um, you have to go back prior to the relationship, did you notice the fact that he wasn't that, communica that communicative Before. anyway? Mm -hmm. um, you have to realize, uh, was the only time he willing to talk to you when he's ready to have sex with you? Was the time, did he never really want to talk to you any other time? I'm saying sometimes it depends on the person, their background, their history, uh, their mood, like she said, the mood. Mm -hmm. If they weren't a talker and you didn't notice because you know you were all caught up in love, uh, then you might miss the signs that, okay, this person's not a very good communicator. So I think in certain uh, instances, that's why one of the things I try to, we try to promote, I should say, through our writing is getting to know the person prior to marriage. Because a lot of times what you think you know, you wind up not knowing. Because again, you really never took time to communicate, never took time to see if they were a real communicator. Um, did they only talk about their stuff when they were in the mood? And their, you know, did the conversation only wrap around them? Were they ever concerned about you, your feelings, anything? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you never pay attention to those things, now you're trying to fix a problem, but a problem that you never noticed prior to the marriage. Now we got this again. We now we run into conflict. Right, yeah. and I, I think that that's not a ticket to not change for the male, but I think it's just in all that knowing, knowing, and she said timing, if I know it, he is a certain way, then I have to time and plan mm -hmm. my conversation. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that he shouldn't adapt and, and make some changes. That'll, that'll come in time and happen because it's, uh, you know, it has to be a two-way street. Right. But I still have to recognize certain things that I learn about him. We learn about the way we communicate. We learn as we are, you know, it should be prior to the relationship, but and also while you're in the relationship, because mm -hmm. things change. They change. do. Mm -hmm. I was just getting Goodness ready to say gracious. we've been married 19 years, and the way we communicated the first five, six, seven, eight, nine right. years 10, 11. 10, 11. <laughs> yeah. 12, 30, <laughs> It's very different in how we communicated in the 16, 17, 18, right. 19 year. Right. It's very right. different. It's very different. Throw, you know, a kid or two or three, yeah. some other responsibilities in the mix. It's completely. Well, I think it, it's like everything, like you're saying, changes. Uh, I, I, wanted, uh, I wanted to go back to a statement you said, uh, which all of a sudden I just forgot it. But <laughs> you were saying, um, oh. Doesn't give you a ticket to not yeah, change. Yeah, a ticket not to change. But I, you, you have to go back. Oh, God. It's, it's kind of hard to say. Because. We're coming from a kingdom perspective, mm -hmm. right? Okay, where change is the goal. Right. Our, mm -hmm. our goal should be the goal. Right. As a, as a believer in Christ, the idea is I want to change. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in our relationship, 
yeah, I'm a I'm a better communicator only because of my relationship with Christ. Right. I probably would not have changed, may have come worse, mm -hmm. would not have cared or anything if Christ was not a central piece in my life that promoted change in me, who, who helped me desire to want to be a better person, a right. better husband, a better father. So all those things, because of my connection to him, made me want to be better. Right. Now, there are some people who may, through whatever life issues, put them in a situation that they want to become better. Like you said, I think over a uh, process of time, change may, may come about. I don't know. I'm just saying from my experience <laughs> and my, my connection with Christ, that was the thing that helped me change to become a better person. Oh, absolutely. And so apart well, from that, I think that's the struggle with a lot of men because you have to remember their examples. If their examples about. were never, uh, their examples taught them to, to, to right, right, not to be a good communicator. She should listen to you. If you hear them, you, may, you need to check your woman. Uh, you know, all these different right. things mm -hmm. we get. Right. That's what you stuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And until that person has some type of eye-opening experience, which, again, comes mostly back to the, the faith of in, in Christ, I don't know. There is really nothing I can say. I mean, unless like you, that person is willing to go to a therapy and pursue, you know, uh, uh, change along them lines. Mm -hmm. But now you got to talk to them into going to that. Right. You know. Right. And and oh, and I completely agree with you because I think that, you know, although you your father was a particular way and he was a prime excellent example, I think that you also for yourself got into the word of God and saw, okay, this is how I, this is how you become the husband you're supposed to be. Okay, this is a character builder. You know, you, so you were looking for things that would help you to develop into that man of God that you were trying to be, that you could be to your wife, to your family. And so, yeah, clearly it's- Yeah, I'm willing to submit to what you, submit to what you read. Right. So when yeah. you're reading a passage, Husbands love your wife as Christ loves the church and willing to die for her. Well, that's right. a whole different ball game, a way right. to see it. Yeah. Now you're not just looking at marriage from we just hear sex and making babies and just kicking yeah. it. It's a, an idea that you have to be willing to serve her like you look to Christ to serve how he serves us and how he's there for us. So you, you, you start wanting to flip, flip that idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And I think that if, um, and I love how our, at New Life Temple, we have the men's ministry. And you have those avenues where men are able to come together yeah. and possibly talk. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That through that, they would see the need to be open with their spouse, with their significant other, mm -hmm. you know? it. But most men don't want to be a part. No, they don't want to be. They don't want to be a part. They don't. It's a small um, percentage of men who really will gravitate. Yeah. Right. And it takes a while right. to oh. get, oh my goodness. Even once yeah. they get there. Once they get there, they right. even up, I'm just here too. 
but um you know and and as we were talking about it i was just thinking about the women who are <clears throat> married um or relate the relationships that are out there where you have the spouse who doesn't want to go to church mm-hmm. and you're having a hard time to communicate yeah um mm-hmm. and so what do you do you know um when you can't communicate and you one spouse can't hear each other um i know for for women that can be frustrating yeah you know and in that and this is the problem um for women who can't be heard if you can't be heard then you turn to other avenues from drinking food um, food Uh right Depression, shopping, a lot of weight gain, uh-huh. because and unfortunately, sometimes find somebody who will hear. And you. yes, and then another, so there another are a lot person. of people right. willing to listen. Yes, right. right. Yes, they want to listen. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> there's a lot out there. Come over here and talk to me, know, come on. Right, right. So no. you know, um, I just encourage if any woman is out here listening. And you are in that situation to, I mean, it's okay if you and your spouse can't go to counseling together, you can go see, get go. the help. Go yes. get the help so yes. you can talk so you won't find yourself going down in a spiral. Right. That right. is going to end you nowhere but a whole bunch of tears. Right. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. It is yeah. challenging. Yeah, because yeah, again, you're, you're, it's, I think. When people marry, and then again, they don't. One, if you don't get counsel, that's already the first negative against you. Mm-hmm. I think the second negative is if you're not counseled by the right person. You right, know, that's right. the next negative. I think another another one is when you don't, when in counseling, certain situations are not addressed when they are seen. You know, for instance, if I see. Uh, there was a couple I used to deal with, and their whole thing was, oh, we communicate. We we communicate. And then when they got married, their problem was communication. And I brought it up. I said, but in your counsel session, y'all, said, y'all, y'all told me y'all communicated all the time. But you saw that the problem was communication. Um, and, again, it's easy to say I communicate when, um, again, we're dating, and I'm only looking at one thing, you know, pushing up on this. I'm, this is it. You know, uh, and your your thoughts, especially when you're talking from a female perspective, is like, you know, he's always listening, and usually he's really not. He just, I just can't wait to just tap right. that and be done. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes two people honestly believe they're communicating and they're not. Right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly believe, you know, I talk to you, well, I'm, and I said a whole lot, but I didn't say anything at all. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a common problem amongst people. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, you might be communicating, but until you got to pay bills together. Well, <laughs> well you got to remember too. That's another whole. You yeah, may be type communicating, but the other person's not listening. Listening. Yeah. And and that's the other thing you have to understand. It's mm-hmm. the the communication requires one to speak, one to listen, well, and, yeah. in each situation. And sometimes, although you're communicating, and you be doing, I don't care if you write it on the wall. Right. <laughs> if that person ain't paying you no attention, mm-hmm. they're not hearing you. And that's male or female, doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. You know, because we all get caught up in what we want to get caught up in. And sometimes, 
if I'm the type of person who runs from responsibilities, I ain't trying to hear you, you know. Mm-hmm. If I'm not the type of person who wants to stand there and be confronted or when I am confronted, uh, I always take it as though there's an attack, mm-hmm. you know, against mm-hmm. me. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these, there's so many issues in marriages that if people don't get to the root cause of their problems, uh, they can only end, end in utter demise. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here in the work study, workbook that you guys wrote, you have many times in a marriage, communication is avoided because of one major element, and that is fear. Mm-hmm. What is it people actually fear? They fear confrontation, conflict, offense, rejection, discord, ridicule, verbal abuse, and sometimes violence, which, you know, if we're talking about kingdom marriages. <laughs> those should be named among no, us. Those should not be named among us. <laughs> However... In certain kingdom marriages. In some kingdom marriages, they are. Let's just be real. But um, let's talk about confrontation. What do you have to say about confrontation? Well, let's start with Ms. Romaine. Let's see what she has to say about confrontation. Well, I think confrontation, um, my goodness, it can just be the nastiest thing ever. (laughs) The nastiest blow up. Because two people want to be heard or just things are just not. When it gets to a confrontation, it gets really, really ugly. And at the end of the day, I think you really have to think about the words that you use mm-hmm. um, and the things that you say to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell the tear, tear the person down? Wow. Or are you really trying to solve a situation? That's good. And I really, I really do think that a person that's married um, twenty years is going; they're not going to have the same confrontation they probably would when they were married for five years. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all in learning each other and understanding. When it gets to a point where it's really bad, that means that your communication has been broken for years, and you never really knew how to communicate. Right. If you're getting to a point of confrontation that you guys never really had good communi- com- communication and listening skills in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Um, it was more selfishness. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's good. And I think once the That's selfishness goal gets out of the way, then the communication becomes better, and then there's really a, not a lot of confrontations. Right. You may have discord, but it's not. They heat it. I'm about to tear. I'm throwing <laughs> things and breaking stuff. Right. Um, right. You know, um, I don't know. It just it can go in so many different ways when it comes to confrontations. Right. Depending on the different situations. That's awesome. And it, right here in the book, it says, I mean, exactly what you said is conflict versus confrontation. Conflict typically promotes negative images in relationships. It usually involves two parties in aggressive, argumentative, or sometimes violent opposition. Mm -hmm. Conflict has been identified in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as a difference that prevents agreement. It also means opposing needs, drives, and wishes. On the other hand, confrontation is the purpose of addressing differing issues Mm face-to-face. If approached or perceived incorrectly, confrontations can become eruptive or parallel to conflict. Confrontation is not to be used as an instrument for combative, aggressive, or angry conflict in relationships, 
but as a tool for facing someone who needs to be addressed head on directly and proactively. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I, I, I think from a woman's um, perspective, we just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. We want our voice to know that it matters. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to realize we just make our own selves upset because the more we get mad, really, that's what they want. <laughs> they is. know we're going to act crazy. <laughs> right. So they right. ain't going to say nothing. They're just going to keep doing things just to make us look. act crazy. Right. So when we really understand that the power is in silence <laughs> as a woman. Oh, my God. If mm-hmm. you Girl, just, you better say that. If you mm-hmm. just be silent. Mm-hmm. Then you can really, really gather your thoughts, gather your thoughts and say what you need say to what say. You, say what you need to say. And and when you once I'm going back to as a sales rep, because <laughs> I mean it's Those powerful. Are good examples though, very because powerful. as a sales rep, you are taught when you are negotiating. The person who is silent is the one who wins. <laughs> the first person to speak, you know. You just won Where that sale. Wow. You throw you throw out throw it out there. You're negotiating, and you just sit back and you just be quiet. It doesn't matter if you're sitting here 10, 15 minutes, but the first person to open their mouth loses. Wow. So as a sales rep, you just have to be quiet. <laughs> so be more of a listener. Be more of a listener, yeah. and I think that's where you understand that it's not that you're winning, but you're gaining the power versus giving it all away. That's and that makes good. sense. That is real good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So one thing I have to work on is being silent. Oh god. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> you already know <laughs> what's up when that happens. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Because that's scary. When a woman is silent. Right. Woo! Right. Yep. <laughs> we could only wish, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, you'll be taunting me. Yeah. You ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got nothing to say. You ain't gonna say. Come on. Oh, there's a difference in silence and crazy in your eyes. That's... <laughs> well, then I might I start asking questions like, what's up? There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just all a learning curve. Right. Right. Yes, for us continually to continue a learning process. Mm-hmm. Well, one important gr- thing you said was, you know, as you, you know, from five years to 20 years to 30 years to 40 years, you're constantly learning. Yeah. It's a constant. Yeah. Is it improving? One would hope, you know, but, yeah. but it's just that learning. Yeah. It's a constant growth. Yeah. And development. Absolutely. Yep. What were you going to say? It was just some, uh, something I think I, I thought I heard everybody say, but it was it was more of in that maturing of uh, the relationship. And one thought I had again, if if I'm if I called you names, you know, you know how we can get into combative conflict of arguments, and I was called, you know, you can call a person a name, you know, you're calling blow blows, yeah, because she was saying that again. Is it that you're trying to demean more so right. than? Uh, to, to to I guess resolve using different mm-hmm. words, but yeah. uh, I, I was just thinking, you know, when you still calling names 20, 10, 20, 30 years from now, and I'm still calling you. It's interesting because you, again, that's that's a person that have no growth, right? Yeah. Because again, like you're saying, the only way for me to communicate is to demean you, to put mm-hmm. you. Uh, to make you feel less than, than me in this argument. And so uh, I think the challenge is always to 
we're, we're talking about again finding that common ground just to 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 come to a resolve so we can to 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 so we can again accomplish something in this this argument right or this you get know, an understanding yeah this disagreement. that's what you say yeah. here in the book i'm getting an understanding must be the goal of confrontation if there are any other underlining motives, then usually the confrontation becomes a conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, if you're only in it to win it, I mean it's just to win this argument, then usually there's no I'm not trying to resolve it. I'm just trying to make sure you know that I won this argument. Right, right. right. And and that's the stupidest thing we could do, but <laughs> that's what we do in relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're in it about winning the argument versus trying to get a clear understanding of, of, of what is our discourse. Mm -hmm. Well, um, what is it over in James? I started not to bring it up because I ain't going to be able to remember what it said. But just it's scriptural, though, to hear. I mean, to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. you know Somebody that yes. I can't remember where that is. Past slow and speak. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's scriptural. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, we, well, I know one of the things we talked about Sunday was uh, again being careful how how you hear. Uh, I think even in that understanding that the issue that that Christ was having in 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 his dealings with uh, Israel was although I'm talking. You're not hearing. Mm -hmm. You're not listening, and so he says you have to be. He warns them. You know, take heed to how you're listening, because again, if and the whole point of that matter was because if you don't, you're going to lack this understanding, mm -hmm. and if you lack understanding, you'll never understand the the full picture of the kingdom, and therefore that's why when the apostles or the disciples asked him, well, uh, why do you speak to them in parables? He said because, in other words. They're not really, they're not mature enough to hear, mm -hmm. right. to understand these mysteries, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's why I speak to you and I give them to you. And I think it's the same thing in our marriages. If we're not careful, we don't hear, we'll never get understanding. Therefore, we can never, ever understand each other because the only thing we continue to hear is the discourse. Yeah. I'm sick of her. I'm sick of him. I'm tired of talking to me don't talk to me don't bother me every time you talk to me you complain every time you talk to me you want something you know we go into that rigmarole so it just again ruins our relationships mm -hmm. yeah wow. so we should all talk in parables yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you got from that <laughs> i'm just saying you ain't ready to hear what i gotta say so but maybe give them a story let me you. tell you a story let me give you a story <laughs> A young girl. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna use the uh, sales <laughs> examples. Okay, I it's, like those. It's huge. But can you can huge. you imagine? Think about this, because um, we're all talking about being married at 18, 19, 20 years. But right. could you imagine getting married now in the social media era, loving wow. hip hop, all the what? The communication yeah. that's on TV is not yes. type, it's not it good really communication. Is. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's 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 the teachers. That's, that's what's yeah. teaching our yeah. kids. That yeah. is yeah. absolutely the true. Communication breakdown is when you can't even hardly have a conversation anymore. Yeah. yeah where your first reaction is to throw water or right. to um, right. 
So get on right. world star. All right, come on. That's what's coming to your marriage theme, sister. Yes, yes, it, is. yes it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, Miss Romaine, thank for you being for with us. Me. And I'm sure we'll have you again. Oh, yes. yes. All this wisdom. Yes, it's gonna right. be in the book, right? Yes, it's coming. Right. Okay. I'm working on it. So thanks and, and join us again. Thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program. To contact us with questions or information on how to purchase our book, or if you would like to know information about our marriage boot camps, you can go to our site at www.buildinganeffectivemarriageteam.com.